This podcast is brought to you by Betfred. Fred Doan opened his first bookies in Salford in 1967 and continues to operate to this day. It's just under an hour before kickoff as the 1958 march towards Old Trafford from Chester Road. The smoke covers me to the point where my eyes sting and there's roughly a few hundred here who are making their displeasure very clear after the third round of bidding is closed and the main feeling is that it doesn't matter who buys United, the Glazers at this point just need to leave and sell. Well, what's your name? Thomas. So, so Thomas, why are, you, why are you processing today? Why? Same reason everyone else is here. We've got to get them out, they're killing the club. It's just it's not going to get any better. We're just going to keep going downhill and now everyone else is just going to keep getting higher and higher. So who would you who would you prefer to buy a B? Would, you, would it be Qatar or would it be Sir Jim Ratcliffe? Before the other day, I would have said Ratcliffe probably. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be state-owned. Like a lot of most people, I know they say it's not it's not Qatar bats and whatever, but it, it, oh, it will be. Yeah. But then with him keeping the glazes in it, it just makes them as bad as them to me. And what what do you make of those? There's a lot of divisive um, people within United's fan base. The sort of division within it with people saying, if you're not a true United fan, if you don't want Qatar or yeah. people criticising Jim Ratcliffe, do you feel that there's a lot more division now than there was before when it was very clear that everyone, you know, it's clear today, everyone wants to get rid of the Glazers, but what after is, is a much harder question. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a tricky question here. Eh? I think everyone, I just think everyone just needs to come together. I know it's obviously a big, massive topic. People are going to have different opinions, but things like this is great. Everyone can come together and just work towards the main goal. The most important thing to me is getting them out, and then we can worry after who's coming in. So, with two lads who I met on the plane back from Seville, just just, just tell people your names and uh, what you're doing today here. Uh, I'm Luke. Yeah. He's Will. I'm just come to show our support yeah. for the for the club really, and obviously uh, against the against the Glazers. And uh, obviously it's been more annoying with the the third bid that's gone in, the deadlines and everything. Do you think more United fans are going to get more frustrated now with the fact yeah. that it's just dragging on and on and on, and doesn't seem to be an end game to them, uh, even selling the club? Yeah. How does that make you feel? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's gone on longer than needed to. I think they're taking the mick a bit with a with a third round of bid in. Um, I, I agree with the Qataris approach, which is, you know, take it or leave it, it's our last offer. So um, a, I think there's a concern now from United fans that the Glazers are not as genuine as yeah. initially we perceived they were with the sales. So I think that's what's the, the whole second yeah. bid, third bid, is just increasing concern that they're not actually serious about selling the club and it's a bit more of a, let's see how much it's worth and, and kind of see what the situation is. Would, would you prefer Qatar over uh, Jim Ratcliffe or <laughs> which, which one? Or are they both as bad as each other? Um, personally, I'd probably prefer Jim Ratcliffe yeah. overall. Um, obviously, he's not, from what we're reporting, and I don't think anyone knows actually what these bids are, to be perfectly honest, just media reports, but he's obviously not taking on 100% ownership of the club, so that's not ideal. But at the same time, it's better than the situation we're in now, and personally, I'm not sure about state ownership, but in terms of football, state ownership would be, <laughs> would be much better. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to say, based on what I understand, it sounds like what Jim Ratcliffe is saying is it'd still be similar to the Glazers in a sense. It'd still be it's a business venture for them. They'd still be trying to make a profit from the club. So it's not it's not what United fans want. You don't want business. You want owners that are going to take money out of the club. Um, so from a purely footballing financial perspective, I have to say that the Qataris, Qataris are uh, who I prefer. So I'm just asking you about the process today, basically. Like, what, why are you here? To get the Glazers fucked off. And who would, you, who would you prefer by a out of Qatar or Jim Ratcliffe? Qataris. Why? 
Why? Because if Jim Ratcliffe takes over, he wants uh, the players to stay in. I'm not having that for that. And in terms of concerns, in terms of human rights and stuff like that, does that does that bother you at all or not? What's that? In terms of human rights abuses and concerns like that, does that does that bother you at all or are you just interested in, in winning trophies? It doesn't matter to me because the Qataris, he grew up over here since he was since he was 12 and went to school and that, so it doesn't bother me at all. Right. And how long have you been following um, United for then? Is season to get older? Since I was born. Right. Fair enough. What's your name? Dreyas. Dreyas. And where have you come from in, in Germany? Uh, from Paderborn. Right. And why are you uh, protesting today? I'm protesting because the uh, glazers should be out. And um, yeah. He's here because I'm a fucking hooligan. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. But in terms of compared to Germany, I mean, their fans obviously are much more organised than we are here. Yeah, yeah. Would the Glazer family be allowed to own a, own a club in Germany? No, it's like, impossible, yeah, impossible, yeah. impossible. We have a 50 plus one rule and it should say because fuck all the fucking yeah, owners. Yeah, yeah. It's about it's the fans. And do you prefer <laughs> the, the German style of fan culture whereby you know, with, with the ultras they have, they can basically organise a boycott with, yeah, yeah, with London yeah, Night Football, that sort of definitely, thing. Definitely, definitely. Whereas, do you think definitely. here it's a lot harder to achieve? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 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 Should be about the people. Should be about the people. I mean, who's fucking paying for it, this all? Basically, all the fans who are putting all their effort, all the work in it, should be about this. Yeah. We want Glazers! We want Glazers! We want Glazers! We want Glazers! It's impossible. In, in, in the UK, it's impossible because the system is different. So let's be honest. It cannot be like in Germany, but the Glazers still, still should be out. And would you want Qatar or Jim Ratcliffe to, to take over? Which one? Honestly, uh, I'm not a fan of Qatar. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a too philosophical yeah, question yeah. right now because it's about ethics and everything, yeah. so yeah. Well, because I know in Germany, obviously, Bayern are very anti Qatar. Uh, we've seen other clubs as well in Germany protesting against the World Cup and that sort of thing. I'm just curious as to whether you have sort of strong opinions. Well, in Germany, we still have our own issues with everything and it's a bit hypocritical, yeah. so yeah. I don't know. As the group splintered off down the Munich Tunnel, there was still a game of football to be played as United took on Villa in a big game for both sides chasing European football this Bruno Fernandes goal just before the end of the first half was enough to give United the three points but the fans were still making their displeasure known towards the Glazer family very clear inside the stadium. During the second half, Villa keep United on their toes and Lindelof has to clear a Douglas Luiz chance off the line. A free kick right at the end is squandered and Villa end their 10-game unbeaten run at Old Trafford.
After the game, I went to the Railway Club to catch up with what some fans thought of the game. So, um, what's, uh, what's your name? What's your name? Your name? James. James? Yeah. Uh, so that's my name as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you've come all the way, where, where in Thailand have you come from? Uh, Bangkok? Bangkok. Uh, did you go in the summer when Manchester United played Liverpool or was it uh, too expensive uh, on pre-season? Too expensive. Too expensive. But you've come here today. Yeah. Uh, what did you did you enjoy the the game? Yeah. What was your What was your favourite uh, player? Casemiro. Casemiro. Why Why did you like Casemiro? Uh, he, he used to in, he used to be in Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, do you like um, Do you like the owners, the Glazer family? What? Do you like uh, the Glazers, the owners? No, because it was a big um, sorry. It was a big process um, before kickoff. I'm not sure whether you saw. A lot of the United fans don't like oh, yeah. the owners. Oh, I'm yeah. just interested from a, a Thai perspective whether you've got any sort of opinion on the the, the owners or not. Uh, I I don't really watch many United very much. Right. Okay. So um, how long are you in Manchester for? Uh, uh, three months. Three months. Right. So are you studying here? Or are you just travelling? Or no, no. I oh. mean, I, I just travel. Ah, okay. Have you got so where else are you going? Are you staying in Manchester? Are you going to Liverpool or? No, I just, just stay in London and come here. Ah, okay, cool. All right. Well, best, best of luck. Have, have a great trip, mate. Nice to meet you. Yes, Take care. You yeah. So it's all time. United have beaten uh, Aston Villa 1 0. What's your name? Luke. Luke, where have you come from today? Dublin. Dublin, right. You're flying all the way over. What, what did you make of the performance today? Made high work of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we won. That's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's the thing with United this season. Top four is pretty much secured. I think, again, today, obviously a couple of chances cleared off the line. Should have been two or three, really. But yeah. the performance, I was impressed. I think if we beat Brighton, then that's top four secured. Yeah. Were you at the protest earlier or not? We were in the middle of it, but yeah. What, what did you make of it? Because I know there's been a lot of people concerned with, you know, obviously the Glazers' third round of bidding's happened and everyone's annoyed at the fact they've not sold yet. I mean, I think a lot of people are just fucking pissed off at this point. Yeah, well, it doesn't get enough coverage. So, I mean, like, no one sees it before the game, so, like, it doesn't, I don't think it does anything. I think there has to be more done within the game to actually make a change, to be honest, really. The chance are not going to do anything, really. Who would you prefer out of the two? And I mean, obviously, uh, it's not stay away from Radcliffe. I mean, yeah. he's keeping them in. So, what, what change is that like? I mean, he's not. Like he's saying he's putting all his money in, but he's not actually investing it anywhere. So, I mean, so it's the same thing, just so different name. Prefer Qatar out of the ah, two. easily, yeah. Yeah, what? Because of the investment and everything else. Just look at our neighbours, Manchester City. Yeah. I mean, top of the world, and they have all this great uh, facilities. I mean, and do you think that's a good model? Even though, I mean, you know, there's questions regarding human rights abuses and everything like that. Even though, you know. City are still winning trophies. I don't think their fans necessarily would, would complain too much. It's a part of that, but I mean, the football fans have to worry about that. You know what I mean? I don't think so. Fair enough. Yeah. Right, so, Talent, uh, what's your name? Mikhail. Mikhail, and you've come from Moscow. To yeah, Manchester. all the way, all, all the way. way. Was, was that, has that become harder in the past couple of years with visas and everything? Or no, I, it, uh, well, the visa's been granted by uh, Home Office for me uh, for 10 years. That, that's not been a problem, but. Uh, for me to come here to Manchester, I, I, my plane was down to Izmir, four and a half hours, five hours waiting in the empty airport of Izmir, and then four-hour flight to Stansted. So, and then give or take from from where I live to my mate's house, it altogether took 18 hours. Right. When it used to be only four and a half, and. That's for away games in, in London, but if I was using, if I was going for home games in Manchester, I was flying to Helsinki, 
and then changing the plane and I'm right in Manchester so five hours all together and three or four times cheaper. So how many games do you get to a season? Just a couple? Well, well that's my first game this season mate, but pandemic, my last game was Liverpool at home, one old draw at Old Trafford. So I don't go very up, well due to pandemic and, and now situation, but I, I used to go, I used to go um, four or five games a season easily, maybe some seasons more, depending on if we go for a week and if it's a midweek Champions League during Sir Alex Ferguson days, that was like home, Champions League at home, away, go home. So uh, are there no direct flights to the UK now from Russia? No, no. So what did you make of the game today then? Were you, were you impressed? Or? I've, I've seen better, yeah. but the good point is uh, I've been to Spurs away and the team didn't turn up on the second half. They just didn't play. The second half did. Oh, well, if Bruno had scored this goal, uh, when we were 2-1 up still, if Bruno had scored this instead of kicking the crossbar, then we will probably get all three points. But today, there's some good points and some points were really poor. So, so how big a Manchester United in Russia? It is big. It's yeah. probably the big, one of the biggest clubs and the support is massive. Massive. A lot of people. Like, like even, even I don't know all the people who support them, but I see on the streets people wearing the shirts, their baseball hats. It, it is massive. It is one of the most... I would say it's one of the most adorable clubs. And probably they would split, foreign clubs would split in between between Real Madrid and, and Manchester United. Well, especially the, the Russian Premier League now, obviously the situation in Russia and everything that's going on there. Um, do, do you think people have stopped watching that as much as they did before? Because obviously a lot of foreign players have had to leave, or do you think it's still as popular? No, it's still, yeah. it's, it's still popular. Yeah. It's, it's still popular. And, uh, Everybody's watching it. The pub, the pubs are showing the games, and uh, lots of people in the pubs. Every every club. I, I mean, I talk, I talk to uh, people who supporting the other clubs, and they say the numbers didn't drop. They still got the same indication. Did, did you go in 2008 to the Champions League final? Of course. Okay. <laughs> of course. Yeah. United. United. To be quite honest. <laughs> They uh, ticket office was so brilliant. They give tickets to every United fan who played through through for us from a branch, and they gave it ticket to everyone. So they're fantastic. I mean, every time United played in Rostov and Sieska, United was great for tickets. They say you apply if you're a member, you guarantee the ticket. Because, well, they're always concerned about because the members, we know the people, so there's no trouble at the ground. And, and they, and they. So, I mean, so did you do many Euro ways in terms of obviously you're in, you're in Russia, but in terms of uh, Zoira and a couple of years back in Ukraine, we've had a couple of Eastern European encounters. Um, Partizan springs to mind as well, Stroppi for in Macedonia. Do you get to many ways in Europe? Uh, I don't go to uh, Europe yeah, ways. Yeah. Um, I think it's mainly when we've lost to Barcelona in London in the final, and I thought, like, that's it. <laughs> that, was the, that was the final stroke. After that game, when we saw when we lost in, the, in London, I, uh, I, don't, I don't go to European ways anymore. Uh, I think, like, too much for me. <laughs> Thank you. Right, thanks a lot, mate. So, we're joined by my flatmate, 
Nathan, uh, it wasn't at the game today, despite being a United fan, despite being the same age as me and living less than two miles away from the ground. Um, I'm just curious as to, you know, ticket prices and everything like that. Do you feel like sort of our generation are almost priced out of going to watch United? Absolutely. As a student especially, as well. I ain't got, I ain't got 40 quid there spare to go and buy a ticket for United. As much as I'd want to, I just haven't got the funds to do that. I mean, you know, I might be watching it on my phone or whatever. And I'd love to go to the games, you know, get through the atmosphere and stuff, but it's, it's, it's a one, two time thing a season for me, if I'm lucky. You know, one of them like, early role play games against like some random team from God knows where. That's mostly my, you know, the, the ones that go in general sell for like 30 quid. That's, that's my go-to. Well, what did you make of the game today? Were you, were you impressed? I liked the way yeah. I, we felt. I know he started Bruno on the right. That was an interesting one, but I think he might start doing that more. I thought Malashi was really good as well. And I mean, that Lindelof as well. That off-the-line clearance from Lindelof. He looked so much better without Maguire. You know, I don't, I don't want to pile on Maguire like everyone else will do, but Lindelof looked much better without Maguire next to him, I think. Yeah. And especially with the Spurs result as well, I think top four is pretty much secure. Yeah, we, we needed to bounce back today. I mean, if we got the three points at Spurs and then today as well, we're basically done. But I think, yes, top four is all but there. We just need to keep forming like that, keep winning the shift. And yeah, I, don't, I don't see why we wouldn't get top four. Yeah, and like, you know, I think we all would, would have taken it at the start of the season the trophy in top four. I think Ten Hag's done a, a smashing job, to be honest with you, in terms of players he's brought in, in terms of the way that he's, he's transformed the club. I think he's done a, a smashing job of it all. Yeah, even as a fan that doesn't go to the games, I can you can feel it. You can see it just purely from the TV or whatever, or just being around Manchester on match days. You can just feel the the difference that Ten Hag's got. That it, I don't think we've had that feeling for well since Fergie, obviously. So I think new manager, new manager. You know, I think next year especially. I mean, don't see why we couldn't win. You know, a good couple of more trophies. You know, yeah. I think Premier League. Why not? Yeah, let's forget Premier League next year. United. So, top four looks pretty much certain then, but who's going to be in charge of United come the start of next season isn't, with more fans getting more and more frustrated with the Glazer family's third round of bidding. I've been James Young, thanks for listening, there'll be a new edition of United We Stand On Sale versus Wolves, and uh, we always appreciate your support, it'll be uh, great to see you all buying the mag when it uh, comes out, there'll also be uh, a discount code in there for uh, new people that want to buy uh, the Private White United We Stand t-shirt, which is uh, out now on the uh, Private White website. Hey, it's Andy here. Just a quick thanks to everyone who's bought the latest mag. We've sold out of all copies yet again outside the ground. You might find some in news agents, but we really appreciate your support in buying United We Stand. As James said, the t-shirt, the new t-shirt in collaboration with Private White is now being dispatched from Manchester, direct from the factory. Look in the latest mag, you get your code there. You can get the 50% discount on the shirt. Completely made in Manchester, beautifully packaged, and some of the people are receiving them already. are absolutely delighted with them. Next podcast will be from Brighton away. So in the space of 10 days, Spurs away, Brighton away, West Ham away, and that follows on from a trip to London for the semi-final. Another trip to London. Well, that's a cup final. I'm sure we'll be covering that at the time. We appreciate the sponsors as well for supporting this podcast, Bet Fred, but also for this episode, Express VPN. A lot of you are using their VPN at various places around the world. 
We're living in an area of tyranny and the internet is at the frontier of a battle for control. When powerful interests want to push their agenda, who's to say they couldn't get big government and big tech to silence any voice that doesn't fit their narrative? People are being forced to give up the very thing that makes them great freedom of speech. We're not going to let any views be censored. And that's why ExpressVPN should be used to let you see what you want to see on the internet. One problem with big tech is that not only do they attempt to censor you, they also track what you do online. While you're searching for the videos you watch and everything you click, they match your activity to your true identity using your device's IP address. If you use ExpressVPN, they can't see your IP address at all. Your identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server plus VPN. ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your network traffic for protection from hackers and eavesdroppers. ExpressVPN is very easy to use. doesn't matter what device you're on. The app literally has one button. You tap it, you're protected. It really is that simple. ExpressVPN is the number one rated VPN by Cena and TechRadar. And, well, we use it. So there you go. If you want a VPN, we've got a special offer for you. And that is that. You get three months for free. So don't give big tech and big government the power to control your information. Defend your rights and protect yourself at expressvpn.com forward slash united. That's expressvpn.com forward slash united to get three months for absolutely free. Expressvpn.com forward slash united. So we're working on the next United We Stand now. It will be out against Wolves in a couple of weeks' time. Just looking at the league table, there's that exciting game between Spurs and Liverpool, but United are in a really good position now. Liverpool are winning, so that's a slight worry. Tottenham have fallen away, but if Manchester United can't see it out, a tired United, I saw that at Tottenham, I know for a fact that the players are tired, then don't deserve to be finishing in the top four. So the points total is much better than at the same point last year. Just looking at the games, Brighton ahead, difficult. West Ham away, West Ham are having a poor season. There is no European League semi-final next week in Turin. Do I sound sore about that? Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Wolves home, must win. No European semi-final second leg at Old Trafford on the 18th. Do I sound sore about that? Yep. Bournemouth away on the 20th. God, I know Bournemouth have had some cracking results, but got to get a result there. And then Fulham at home on the final game of the season. And there's a Chelsea at home as well. Chelsea can't get a win at the moment. So you've got to be thinking that United pick up points in the home matches. And that win against Villa was a really good one. So what, three points against Wolves, three points against Fulham, Chelsea... Nine points should be enough to see United through, but be very disappointing if United didn't pick up any points from Brighton, West Ham and Bournemouth. Just know how crap the team have been on the road against the best teams. Not that they are the best team. So it's all to play for. The season still feels alive. And we'll be bringing you the next podcast from that long, long trip to Brighton, which is conveniently being played midweek for the travelling fans. And even more conveniently, West Ham has been moved to a Sunday night at 7 o'clock. Don't the fans just feature at the forefront of the Football Authority's minds? Until next time, goodbye.